Welcome to the Renewed Mind Podcast, presented by Jameson Smallwood, recorded live at Mount Olive Missionary Baptist Church in Woodstock, Georgia. Listen to the Renew Mind podcast, and I'm Jameson Smallwood. I had the opportunity a couple of weeks ago to go to a seminar on Christian apologetics, and I had a chance to catch up with a very good friend of mine named Micah Martin. And Micah and I sat down and just talked about our experiences, our goals with apologetics, and how we can better use the information and knowledge that we're learning in these different seminars and classes and online resources that we're making um, use of to. How can we use those things to better serve our our church community? So I hope you guys sit back and enjoy this interview. And Micah, if you're listening, I really appreciate you letting me record you and and uh, you know use this use this conversation to to give God the glory. So you guys sit back, enjoy, and take care. But yeah, you know what I was about. To, well, I guess the right I was about to go on was you know, people people think they believe like they don't even know why they believe what they do. You know, I'm a you know people are religious pluralists. Don't know why they believe it. You know. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Well, people believe uh, just all kind of different stuff. And I think that's the thing that opened my eyes more than anything was the, um, you know, was reasonable faith and all these philosophers tackling the problems in how these worldviews are incoherent. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't believe this and then believe that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I take that same approach and tactic now when mm-hmm. I teach my Sunday school class because you'll find people who just believe, you know, just believe, you know, and, and and it's to believe anything, and it's not their it's not their fault, as much as it is just the function of the world we live in and our sinful nature. But you know, it's just they don't they don't know why they hold that belief until you challenge it. Mm-hmm. You know, because somebody somebody they, they trusted told them this, right? And now that's what they believe, but it's not necessarily uh, biblical or reflects the character of God. And I think that's one of the coolest things that uh, this stuff makes you, apologetics makes you look at. It's like, okay, how can I defend what I believe? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, how can I define it? How can I define God based on what I believe? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's my spiel. That's my yeah, I think for me, you know, it's just like I was just saying about um, it just being another way to, to seek God and to... Mm-hmm. If you want to know more about God, mm-hmm. then you just study more detail about it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in particular about, you know, really loving God with all your mind, you know. And if you're a person that likes to think about things, why avoid thinking about your faith? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. You know, why is it something that you can't think about and really try to understand why? Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be, you know. What's exactly. different about it? And so, nothing. Mm-hmm. And so, I think it's natural, mm-hmm. you know. And I think... We're making a mistake, mm-hmm. you know, when we try to, you know, separate it mm-hmm. as something else. But it's natural to think about these things. And so, um, matter of fact, you know, we're, my wife and I, we're going through uh, Real Lane Craig's uh, book mm-hmm. about um, what's it, what it's got like with our kids. It has a, okay. um, about 10 different booklets mm-hmm. about uh, faith. And um, it's just amazing to see. They type of questions that mm-hmm. my daughter asks. They're a kid and they're thinking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. But we don't if we don't engage them on that, then they just stay ignorant about those things mm-hmm. or misunderstand those things. And so but it's it's things that everyone thinks about. But as adults and we're 
taught about faith and just believing, we kind of, um, I don't know, I think we suppress our desire to ask questions. Well, I think some of that comes from there not being a lot of great willingness and I can't, I can't speak to everybody's experience or tradition, mm-hmm. but I know personally that comes from a lot of just lack of knowledge mm-hmm. about what it is we believe circulating within our church, mm-hmm. you know, or churches, I should say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you don't feel like somebody can give you a great answer on, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, you know, the nature of God and what mm-hmm. is God like and how do you explain God's, you know, uh, I was talking about a, a couple of days ago, his omni- his his all his omniscience because mm. yeah, we're talking about prophecy. How does God know these things? Mm. You know, man, I was talking about middle knowledge and you know, um, and uh, just all these different concepts that we sort of just are theologically ignorant to. Mm. You know, yeah, which yeah. means that you can't have the conversation like you're saying with your daughter about it unless you know, unless you engage it because they they want to know. Yeah, they do. They yeah, do. They, they want to know. The other the other factor I think is the fear factor. You know, especially coming from earlier in Christianity, whether it be the 1900s, whatever, mm-hmm. when science is really starting to take its roots, mm-hmm. you know. And um, at first glance, it seems that a lot of science is con- contrary to faith, mm-hmm. but we know it's true. Yeah. We know it. It's true. And yeah. so the fault from early Christian, you know, not early Christian, but just, you know, just a century ago or so, mm-hmm. is to reject the scientific way of looking at things mm-hmm. to believe. Mm-hmm. So we went through this stage in Christianity where I don't care what they say, I just believe. Exactly. You know, and so, you know, we're still there. Mm-hmm. You know, and people are afraid mm-hmm. that if they study, they'll stumble upon these things mm-hmm. that may falsify their faith. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a, it's a fear factor involved as well, I think. I and agree. So, I agree. But I don't think people realize that you know, it's like not like that now. And I think William Lane Craig talks about it. He refers to it as the shift mm-hmm. in um, philosophical ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the shift towards faith as opposed to away from faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think you know Lee Strobel hints at that as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think that as Christians, if we really do dig down in there, we will find that we have a whole lot more backing for our faith than we think we did. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that's what part of what apologetics does. I completely agree with you. You know, it makes you ask questions and then figure out that you have answers. Mm. You know, that there aren't that you're not lost out here in this in, in sort of this supernatural realm that you can't let interact with your logic and reason. Right. You know. Could you bring us a few more of those five one times? It's kind of like this to me. Mm-hmm. What if you believed in prayer? Mm-hmm. And you prayed every day, mm-hmm. all your life, and you never got an answer from God. Exactly. You never got an answer. You never got the feeling that He listened or anything. You was just out there talking. Mm-hmm. You know, how would that impact your faith? I'm not saying you can't believe in that standpoint because you obviously can't. Mm-hmm. You know, but how much more would you believe if God answered you? Exactly. If you asked Him something and He told you. I think that apologies is kind of like that. We have questions and we're asking God mm-hmm. to answer us. And then he answers us through Thank this you. understanding. And so, um, and that builds our faith. And so I think that's part of what apologetics does. And so, I mean, I don't, we say apologetics, but just mm-hmm. preaching and teaching in general oh, yeah. does that. Yeah. And so, you know, the difference is that the traditional preaching and teaching 
just focuses on the scriptures. Exactly. In general, mm -hmm. you know, although if you talk to any teacher, they're at these days they're going to pull in other stuff. If they're a good teacher, yeah, if they're yeah, good teachers, and they're right. going to start teaching on that. And so, um, but why is it that we can't do the same thing with history mm -hmm. and with science and with philosophy? Why, why can't we can't do that? Mm -hmm. You know, and so I kind of think that's really what you know. That's kind of what apologists are getting at. It's pulling from all these different disciplines mm -hmm. to help support, mm -hmm. you know, the faith. And, um, and that's helpful. I think for me, it's, it's like warfare. It's helped me understand my enemy, mm. you know, because that's, that teaches me how to defeat it, you know. How do I answer these, uh, how do I answer these critics? Right. You know, because all too often, people don't evangelize as we're called to do, because we're scared of interacting with people in their crazy beliefs. Right. You know, oh, I don't know how to deal with, you know, where the king's wife come from and all this other crazy stuff people ask you, you know. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is, is that we have to have the ability to defend what we believe. Right. You know. Right. Right. But without that ability that apologist gives us, mm -hmm. then what we run into is we're in a situation where, um, you know, we just can't tell people. Mm -hmm. And we insulate ourselves in the church. And only people who we deal with are the church people. Mm -hmm. And that's not the salt that we're supposed to be to the world. Right. You know, we're supposed to make the world salty. That's mm -hmm. salt. You know? Mm -hmm. And uh, it gives you courage just, just to know how to deal with these things, I think. Excuse me, you can finish this plate, right? Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Could you bring us a few more napkins as well? Sure. Now this is good. It's very good. This one time soup is the best I've had. Mm. You put spinach in the one time soup, it's really good. I was about to say a crack and say, for those that are listening, yes, we're eating and having a podcast at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll edit it in. I'll keep it in. Why can't you talk about your faith? And just general conversation in life and eat exactly and, and going playing basketball. Why can't you? Yeah. So you don't have to wait. Here's mm -hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. You don't have to wait till you get in the church to talk about God, mm -hmm. or wait until you get in a silent room where nobody's at. You know, so exactly where nobody can hear you. Mm -hmm. So you just gotta do it when you can. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can do it that way, so be it. Hey, then so be it. Mm -hmm. Just take your opportunities when they come. Mm -hmm. So, hi, how are you? Hello. Hello. Fried chicken wings. Yes, you guys are bringing us out stuff right on time. Because it's fresh making. No, that's fine. Yeah, it's perfect. We are making sure everything well done. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Michael, feel free to help yourself to these wings, man. No, I'm good, man. I got my, I got my hands full with this thing they're about to bring. Mmm. It's good, man. I do like Asian fried wings. Mm-hmm. That, uh... But, yeah, we, uh... We gotta get to a point where we're talking about something more than just, you know, the usual things, you know. Yeah, yeah. The same old Easter message. You know, over... He rose! <laughs> you know. Come on, man. He rose! Come on, man. And so... You can just throw some substance, man. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So you teach at your church, don't you? Um, 
Or you're the director of education or something like that? No, we're, we're doing children's ministry. Okay, so, so you work with kids. Yeah, me and my wife are doing, um, we have your three months old all the way to your 12 year olds. Oh, wow. And so uh, we've got one, two, three, four different classes for the mm -hmm. different age groups. We're wanting to add another mm -hmm. because uh, our oldest group is six to 12. Mm. And that's just too big of an age group. Mm -hmm. You know, not the room's big enough to hold them, but just the, the you diversity. Know, yeah, you need to split about. them guys up. Yeah. So um, we're trying to do that, but we got to get a place to put them. That's the same thing with so, us, yeah. We're working, trying to, you know, we're working on that, and I think um, they're about to clean out one of their storage rooms mm -hmm. and uh, make that a classroom. And so we'll be able to do that, and then we just got to get some folks to teach it. <laughs> It's always the hard part. Mm -hmm. So, are, go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, I was about to say, folks are scared, man, for cer certain age groups. Because they don't mind the babies, as long as they got to change diapers. So, he's got the folks that don't want to do with that. And then you got the toddler groups, you know, that some of them, they're still, you know, coming out the, um, the uh, pull-ups. Mm -hmm. And then you got your um, preschool age kids, you know, so... That's not as hard to deal with. And mm -hmm. People volunteer easier for that. Yeah. Because they got kids you can talk with and reason with. But then, you know, ain't that crazy. You can tell them to sit down and sit down for the most mm -hmm. part. Um, but your, your older kids, man, they get kind of wild and crazy. Mm -hmm. so some teachers get kind of scared to get up in there. And so we don't have we don't have just a, you know, have the kids sit down at a table and you teach them. You know, we have a big, you know, sort of like a sanctuary style, and we would do activities, you know, in between there. And so and they get up, they run around and do different things with them. And so mm -hmm. sometimes they might come in, and the kids just everywhere. Ah, you know, oh my God, I don't want to be in there. Have you, so, have you shared in that material with those kids? Hmm. So last year, my focus was who is Jesus? Nice. And so I went through the evidences um, for who Jesus is. You know, went through um, Daniel about the Son of Man. They're talking about well, what? What is the Son of Man? What did that really mean? They said that he's the Son of Man, mm -hmm. and that saying that he's the Son of Man was actually saying that he was the Son of God. You know, and then you know that he's the Son of God. Went through all those different scriptures. You know, being the Messiah, the Christ, and mm -hmm. all that, and tried just to give the eye, the kids a picture of who is Jesus. Okay. You know? And then my follow-up this year was intended mm -hmm. to be, um, I was talking with, where is Jesus? Meaning, mm -hmm. is he still in the tomb? Mm -hmm. That was my main point, mm -hmm. is the fact that, yes, he died, and he, that he was buried, you know, mm -hmm. and then that he rose again. That was my main point. And so, um, I was really wanting to drive that point. I didn't get a chance to do that one. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's written out, and so there's always a future uh, possibility of doing that. Mm -hmm. But I really want to just give the kids, I want to introduce the ideas, mm -hmm. you know, in a simple way to them so that later in life they'll be able to pull from it, you know, mm -hmm. or somebody else teaches it, or even just to diffuse certain ideas. Mm -hmm. And so, um, for instance, if you are sure and have evidence that Jesus died, mm -hmm. you know, like William Lane Craig said, um, Islam is false. Mm -hmm. If he just died, forget all the other stuff that's in Quran. If he died, mm -hmm. Islam is false. Mm -hmm. You know, 
if he was raised bodily, as he argued for there, Jehovah's mm -hmm. Witness is false. Exactly. You, know, you know, other groups are false. Mm -hmm. So, just within that, you know, you have kind of limited the possible explanations of, you know, who God is. You the know? resurrection. You know, so... Um, well, not the resurrection, but yeah, you're like, who God is. Yeah, because that, that, for me, was a major point in my journey growing mm -hmm. up, because I was trying to figure out, well, is there, is there a God or not? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm searching through all this information, trying to figure it out as a high school kid, and man, mm -hmm. I tell you, church folk did not help me at all. Oh, no. And so i never forget one day, I was at church, and I remember asking somebody a question about, you know, God or something, and, and the universe, and this lady told me, I'm in church now, mm -hmm. this lady told me that the earth is alive, and that the earth, you know, is trying to fight off, you know, humans, you know, and all these viruses that are coming out is the earth's way to protect itself, and that God is the universe, and mm -hmm. all of this kind of craziness. That woman turned me upside down that day. Oh, man. They turned me upside down. And it made some sense to me. Okay? And so, um, and I went down that path. You know, and in the end, it just confused the mess out of me. Oh, wow. I bet it did, man. Oh, man. I'll tell you, man. I was just so messed up. And, um, you know, so it wasn't until, like, later my junior year in um, high school that I came to realize that, you know, that God exists. You know, mm -hmm. and um, and then later that um, that God still plays a part in my life mm -hmm. somehow. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I just kind of came to that conclusion, and then my brother got sad. Mm -hmm. So he started ministering to me, and it was like, man, it was just beautifully, you know, orchestrated by God. Just how mm -hmm. certain things happen at certain times. You know, he that he had, you know. But I, like the way I used to put it in, in college, is he set me up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He had the plan. He set me up mm -hmm. to run into him. Mm -hmm. You know, and so um, that's that middle knowledge perspective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he set me up, man. And and um, and if it wasn't for that, of course, you know, I wouldn't be saved. And so, mm -hmm. so I appreciate that. And that means that he was, you know, he was thinking about me the whole time. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And uh, all of it was for a purpose. And so. How would you describe your How would you describe your upbringing? Would you say you grew up in a Christian home, or was it just that you had you know, questions that <clears throat> you well, never? I, well, I definitely grew up in a Christian home. Okay, you know, my mother loved God, and mm -hmm. if it wasn't for her prayers, okay, I probably wouldn't have made it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so she prayed us through, but and they have you know they believe, but they couldn't tell me nothing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and so. You know, so I still was lost and confused, you know, and church didn't help, man, because they, mm -hmm. they was just in there hooping and hollering about the same old thing over and over, mm -hmm. and so I'm just still left not knowing nothing. And see, so, that's a, excuse me, that's an important, an important point you made. They was hooping and hollering about the same thing, but you was lost and didn't know anything. Yeah. Hmm? Oh, okay, all right, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what she said. Yeah. But yeah, man. So that that so I have a desire to help give information, mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Because I was lost and with nobody helping me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> nobody could help you. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, that's a better answer. Nobody yeah. could. You yeah. know, it's not that they didn't want to. Exactly. 
They just didn't have the skills they to, didn't have to answer the question. And so, I'm sure there are people just like me out there mm -hmm. who need someone to share this with them mm -hmm. so that in here, mm -hmm. they're not stuck. Mm -hmm. See, I was stuck in here. I wasn't stuck so much in here. I wanted to believe. You're stuck in your head. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to understand. I mean, I was seeking. I mm -hmm. wanted to, but I, in here, couldn't put it together. Exactly. Couldn't put it together. And so, uh, you know, you know, you know. of course, God helped do that. And so, mm -hmm. uh, so uh, through the sending of these people. And so, and that's why it's important. And so, what is your but I think um, that um, when people talk about, okay, is apologetics important, you know, versus just, you know, go you lay hands on them and, 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 and cast a demon out mm -hmm. from the perspective, mm -hmm. I think about people like myself mm -hmm. who needed that, yeah. you know, so you're trying to say those people don't matter to God. Exactly. Know? And so, no, they matter. And so, here comes the quiet portion of the video. The podcast, yeah. <laughs> I'm hear some smacking and some. Thank you for listening to another installment of the Renewed Mind Podcast. Be sure to listen again as we endeavor to renew our minds.